Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio. And today we'll probably only get 30, so it's going to be even faster. Uh, we are anticipating a uh, press conference with Governor Gary Herbert coming up at about 11:30, 11:35. So stay with us here on KSL News Radio. We will cover that uh, in its entirety as the uh, governor makes some announcements today. So we will uh, watch that as we move forward. Also, uh, we are very pleased to have socially distanced in the studio today, uh, former representative Mia Love. Mia, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Hi, boy. How are you? <laughs> Doing well. We're talking way across the room. Way across here. the room. Yeah, but not behind your back. <laughs> right. Not quite that far. Uh, we're really glad to have Mia in today. Uh, Mia is actually going to be a uh, guest hosting while I am off uh, pondering the universe at a lake uh, mm-hmm. with my grandchildren uh, and my family next week. So we'll have uh, Mia Love. She'll be tag team partners with uh, Scott Howell for a couple of days and with Amy Donaldson Brass from the Desert News for a couple of days. So, uh, just make sure you save me a space when I come back, Mia. Oh, but, well, but I don't know. I, you know, they might not have you back after you've been partying out there. It, it may it may be over. <laughs> it may well be over. Uh, but uh, there's so much going on. There's a lot happening nationally. Obviously, there's a lot going on locally as well. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to get to in this first segment today is really making sure that um, we're getting the right perspective in terms of the uh, the pandemic and, and what's going on. Obviously, we've uh, started our moonshot challenge between now and Labor Day, just recognizing that everybody can do something, regardless of where you fall on the perspective and what you believe or not. I was uh, disappointed uh, yesterday that uh, many of the, what should have been conversations about what do we do as a community really disrupted into a lot of politics mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to what's the best solution? How do we move forward? Mia, you've seen this in a, in a lot of circumstances, uh, both as a representative, uh, also in your, uh, your work at CNN. Right. You see a lot of these conversations where people would just rather hold on to the political point than they are being interested in solving the problem. Yeah. And, and you know, I always try to say, what are you trying to say? You have to get above the noise in order to make your voice heard. And it's not about speaking loudly. It's sometimes it's take some time, take a break, listen to other people's perspectives, because guess what? You don't know everything. <laughs> and they may have some experiences that that can help widen your sphere of knowledge. Um, you know, I... On the panel, CNN, it's always been um, – I'm fine having a conversation. I'm yeah. actually fine having difficult conversations. Yeah, for sure. Because I think we need to have more difficult conversations yeah. if we're going to solve the big problems that we have in yeah. our country and in our communities. What is very difficult is sometimes when somebody wants to hold on to um, a political point 
even when they recognize um, that they may be off on it, um, you know, I, I always say it's like blaming somebody um, and saying that the ocean is salty because you keep peeing in it. Yeah. I mean, that's just I, I don't know how else to say that. But, you know, that's not that's not the case. Um, there are times where you just have to sit back and realize you don't know everything. Yeah. And you might be able to even make your argument a little stronger just by having those yeah. those conversations. So I'm OK having really good, difficult conversations. Conversations. It's some of the political. Um, I believe in what I believe in, even if when I know I'm wrong. When I know I'm wrong, right. yeah, yeah. And I love those people who are so certain about something, uh, even when they know it's wrong. And then they're just as certain about the next thing they say. Right. <laughs> after that, and uh, you know, I think there's one thing. There's a there's a great book by uh, Dr. David Bob, uh, and it, and it's really about America's founding virtue. Hmm. Uh, and he is of the opinion that the founding virtue of the country was actually humility, Mm. which is so fascinating. And then he goes through Washington, Lincoln, uh, and through a host of others and talks about how humility, yeah, these were proud, bold, audacious, and they did have big, open, roiling, (laughs) heated debates uh, about principles. But they were also humble enough that they were willing to listen to a different point of view. And I I think, you know, we have got to get to where we can listen. I, I think the two lost arts in the world today or the ability to ask a question and the ability to actually listen to the response. Right. Right. And even when I, I just remember somebody saying, well, what do I do, you know, with with what's going on? Um, what do I do when it comes to uh, please help me understand how I can help when it comes to the uh, George Floyd situation or what happens, you know, when it comes to police brutality and how people feel and what what's going on in schools. And I explained some of the um, situations that I've had as a parent. And I said, you know, sometimes you just to stop doing for a second and just listen mm-hmm. because everybody has a different issue or different experience. Yeah. Um, and then after you've really listened, then you can ask the question, what can I do to help you? Or what can I do to, to help in our community? Because yeah. you don't have to, the big steps actually start by small steps. Yeah. You know, we talk about those doors <laughs> opening on small hinges yeah, all right. the time. Um, it's sometimes doing <clears throat> small things in your community, in your home, um, that actually end up being a big, making a big difference yeah. in somebody's life. That's so right. just we sit should, back and listen. Yeah, and we should never underestimate the power of those very small things. Uh, again, we're talking about this moonshot challenge. We've talked about uh, the inspiring leadership of someone like a JFK who can say, "Hey, we're going to do this because it's hard. We're going to we're going to go to the moon because it's going to channel all of our best skills and abilities and ambitions as a country." Uh, I, I love the fact that he said. That we're we're going to accept this challenge, uh, we're willing to accept it, we're unwilling to postpone it, and we're determined to achieve it. Right. Uh, and I think when it comes to whether it's the pandemic and things we're working on really close to home here, uh, or whether it's things like race relationship, law enforcement, uh, you've been in a lot of those conversations, those hard conversations, uncomfortable conversations, uh, back in Washington and here in the state of Utah as a mayor. Uh, what are some of the things that you've learned through those difficult conversations uh, that we can actually start to apply in some of these issues today? Well, one of the things that I've learned, and it's a lesson that I think everyone really, really should pay attention to. In the 10 years that I worked in local government, not one issue was a Republican-Democrat issue. Mm. Um, all of the potholes, uh, you had to fix them, whether it was on the right side or the left side of the road. Um, 
and that really the best solutions are found at the most local level yeah. um, because you can get to those people. I have to tell you, as a mayor, there wasn't a moment that I went into a Walmart or into you know a Cafe Rio where somebody wasn't pulling out pictures and saying, Mayor, look at these. You've got to take care of fix this. this. <laughs> I mean, everywhere you went was a town hall meeting, right? And that was fine because you feel people felt like they were close to yeah. their communities. Um, people felt like they could really reach those areas. And so I really think that um, that would that's one thing that I I feel that people you can make a really big difference um, in in your communities by really getting involved. You don't have to speak to the president of the United States. Um, as a matter of fact, they really should be looking at what we're doing in states, what we're doing in the local communities. He really should be looking at all of the people that are there, the House of Representatives in Congress and saying, what lead can I take from you? Because I'm here to make sure you're successful for your for yeah. the people that you represent. So important. And that's where the leadership has to happen. And, and as always, it's the people, it's the community that leads and the, the Washington politicians will, will eventually follow. Uh, and Utah's a great place for them to look uh, as we round out this first segment, I just want to remind everyone that uh, we are inviting you to join us uh, in a in a moonshot challenge. We're we're going from now until Labor Day, and we're going to try to make sure that we can answer those compelling questions. And just as a reminder, you know, if you if you believe it's critical for our kids to be in school in the fall, the question is, what are, what are you willing to do? How are we willing to do that? If we want to have celebrations like big weddings and anniversaries and even funerals, what are we willing to do? If you if you want to make sure the economy is thriving and Utah really is leading the nation out of this pandemic, which if we don't, shame on all of us, uh, what are we willing to do? What are we willing to do today? And that's what we're asking people to do. So you can go to moonshot.deseret.com. So moonshot.deseret.com and just join us. Just be part of this. I don't care where you fall on the spectrum. Just decide to do something today to help us take on the pandemic, to move things forward, to get us positioned for the kind of fall uh, that we have to have in this country if we are really going to move forward. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, mindfulness and probably not in the way you think we will. And some inspiration from an unlikely president who rarely gets uh, noted as being inspiring. Uh, but lots of great lessons. And then remember, press conference, Governor Gary Herbert coming up at the bottom of the hour. I'm Boyd Matheson, and we've got Mia Love with us today. She'll be guest hosting next week. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.